This is Short Take, a German film's podcast. Christian Ditter's graduation film, Französisch für Anfänger, at the HFF Munich, received numerous awards at international festivals. Following this success, he directed German hit series such as Turkish für Anfänger, Doctor's Diary, and films such as Wiki auf Großer Fahrt and the adaptations of the classic youth book Vorstadt Krokodile, parts 1, 2, and 3 which were shown at more than 20 national and international festivals and received just as many awards. Christian made the leap to the US with the romantic comedy Love, Rosie, which starred Lily Collins and Sam Claflin. One of the few German directors who internationally ventures into the field of comedy, he went on to direct How to Be Single with Dakota Johnson and Rebel Wilson and the Netflix series Girl Boss. Christian returns to Germany regularly, most recently to work on the Netflix series Biohackers, which he conceived and leads as writer, director and showrunner. We talked to him via video call for this interview. Hi Christian, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Our podcast short take is meant to give our listeners a quick but better idea of you and your work. I'm going to ask you 19 questions, some personal, some less so. There's no need to overthink the answers. Let's just have some fun. Sounds good. Are you ready? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so ready. Okay. How would you describe your current mood in three words? I'm pretty excited for the day. I'm in a good mood. I'm just uh, finishing a new movie I, I, I shot uh, the summer. So I'm going to the editing room and we're like putting on the finishing touches and we showed it to a few people and You know, it plays very well, so I'm I'm generally happy, and I'm also excited for you know the um, you know the ideas we got out of our, of our first test screening. You know what we can still do, and so it's a it's a fun week for us. What is your favorite way to spend time? I have two favorite ways of spending time. First of all, I actually love my work directing, and the favorite part of that is probably like I, I like being on set and being and, and shooting and stuff like that. But also, I, I really like the process of prep. Before the big prep starts, when I do my prep, when I do like storyboards and stuff like that, just because it's like the limitations of reality don't weigh on your shoulders quite so heavily yet. <laughs> and so you can you can just imagine the movie. And yeah, I just love doing that. And, and it's fun. And the other way, I love to spend time with, you know, my family and friends, which is like a great counterbalance for me. Little stuff like playing Mensch ärger dich nicht with my kids and going to to dinner with with my wife and friends and stuff like that that's also you know very enjoyable for me so um yeah between the two do you have a guilty pleasure probably it's, it's like watching movies because you know even if i hate a movie i still can't stop watching it that like the whole netflix thing of you know starting the next episode it's hard for me to step away from any any screen that shows fictional content so No major addictions or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> so ex except watching movies. We'll take that answer. What is the favorite job you've done? It doesn't have to be film-related, but I have a hunch it's going to be film-related. Yeah, you, you know, film is the only job I ever had, except, you know, when I was a student. So I started making short films when I was 12, basically. And the first, the, the money, the first money I earned was actually for a local company in Gütersloh, which is like the, the town I'm from. 
Mm-hmm. And and they were looking for, for a little advertisement for like com- a computer game they made. And and so I don't know, I was like 14 or 15, something in that range. You know, I made a I made a film, like a short film for them, and this is the, the first paycheck I got. So so basically the, the, the actual jobs I had were always uh, film related. And you know, and the favorite one like I don't have favorites in that way. I kind of always like the job best that I did last. So right now it's the present, my new movie, which you know I love. That doesn't make me like the previous jobs I did less. It's just the most on the top of my mind right now, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, 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 I don't have a favorite. Okay. What do you most appreciate in your friendships? The time you spend with each other, with friends, and just that your mind, like at least my mind relaxes at that time. So it's like, it's the time. And it's similar with family, actually. Like my, my I'm always on, right? So I'm like, when I wake up, I think about film. When I go to sleep, I think, you know, I always like, I have a, I have a notepad next to my bed. I always have idea, always write stuff down, which is great. But it's also, you know, it's like always, I have no really calm moments, except when I'm with friends or family, because then I, I'm able to concentrate very, very much on them and have conversations about, you know, everything and also just silence sometimes, you know, and, and just doing something together. And, and that's like the most relaxing thing for me because it's like a total gear shift to, yeah. to uh, what I usually do and how I usually am. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. <laughs> what is your favorite food? Can be German, but obviously can be anything. Well, <laughs> so if I can only eat one thing for the rest of my life, basically, I think that would need to be Italian food. So that would be mm-hmm. some sort of mix between spaghetti and, and, and pizza, I guess. <laughs> and and so like German food, you know, a lot of people don't know outside of Germany, but which I, I loved since I was a kid is Kaiserschmann, which is like, it's it's hard to describe. It's like shredded pancakes, basically, a little bit sweeter. Although there could be a discussion to have if that is really a German food or if it's Austrian. Oh my God, you're right. Yes, when you go when you go to Munich, you know you get Kaiserschmarrn everywhere. So I, I would classify it as partly German. If you weren't a director, what would you be? You know that it's a very interesting question because again, you know the what I did when I was a kid already was making films all the time, and back in the day, it wasn't really an option for me at least and where i'm from it wasn't an option to do this professionally because it was just the idea was so remote that you could make movies for a living at least where i'm from you know and only because i you know i won some short film festivals and stuff like that when i was still in school and only then i met like professional filmmakers and i was like what do you mean professional and also in the town i'm from you know that there weren't any german film screening except maybe knocking on heaven's door it was just it was just Hollywood fair, you know? And then, so I had never heard of Wim Benders and nobody, you know? So I, I wasn't aware that there are German directors. <laughs> I was just, so it wasn't, it just wasn't an option as a profession. And so I thought about, you know, becoming a doctor for a while. And I did the uh, Medicina test, mm-hmm. which is like a, an exam you have to take. I don't know if that's still true, but it's like basically a test you have to take if you want to, want to study medicine in Germany. And, and I did that. So I was like on track. I might become a doctor. And, and only then, you know, I won like a prize at the short film festival. I met Nikolai Caro, which is very uh, successful a commercial director actually at the time and, you know, hung out with him. And he told me, yeah, I went to Munich film school. And I said, what? There's something like a film school. It was like, literally, I didn't, I didn't know any of that. 
And so after that meeting, I went home to my parents and said, I'm not, actually not becoming a doctor and becoming <laughs> become a filmmaker. So uh, that, that's, a, that's a short version. But yeah, doctor would have been plan, plan B, basically. Which real life or fantasy talent would you like to have? I think real life and fantasy is pretty much the same here, <laughs> but I would like already as a kid, and I think still now I would love to be able to fly, like not not like me, you know, like flapping my arms and and levitating in the air, but you know, just to have like a license, like for a helicopter or like small aircraft and stuff like that. And you know, and that is obviously I could get behind that and just take lessons and stuff like that. But I think I, I just have the feeling that I never will because I think it's very time intensive. But I do love, you know, like on some uh, on some movies uh, I made, I had the chance, you know, to fly in a camera helicopter and stuff like that. It's just the most amazing thing. <laughs> I love that. That's something at some point where I go like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe someday. But it's doable. It's definitely doable. Yeah. What is your favorite? TV or movie-related memory, and it doesn't have to be as a director. It can also be as someone, you know, something that you watched, something that influenced you. There's quite a few films that influence me and are still influencing me. You know, um, when I watch them now, and where where I go, like, wow, I really need to do my homework to get to that level and stuff. So, so I, uh, I'm, I'm constantly being influenced, but I do think like one of the most magical experiences was when I watched Cinema Paradiso as a kid, so a teenage, ten, teenager, I would say like 16 or something like that. And we had like this summer program in our local theater and in, in the town where I'm from. And, and basically what they did is like during the summer holidays, they showed like a movie a day or something like that. And you could buy a pass for the entire time and then, you know, watch all the movies. And and I did, and I, I I literally watched all the movies they screened, and so there was this film. Watched a lot of great films there, but there was this film Cinema Paradiso, which I had never heard of, and I was literally I was the only person in the theater. It was a big theater, it was like a four hundred five hundred seat theater. I was the only person in the theater. I didn't know what I was expecting, and then the film was so so overwhelming. It got me so hard emotionally. I was crying. I was laughing. I was. And for people who don't know the movie, go ahead and watch it. But lock yourself in, you know, don't don't be disturbed. Turn off your phone. It's such an amazing movie. And it's about movies. And I love the movies. And I watched it in the cinema. It's about cinema. I was like, wow, this is like the, the best thing I've ever seen. And and then I never watched it since. And I, I bought it on DVD. I bought it on Blu-ray. I bought it on 4K. I, I do have the digital. I do have all the versions they ever released. But they are all in cellophane. I never, I never opened it just because it was such an experience that I, that I'm afraid to watch it again, you know, and 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 kind of take away from that from mm -hmm. that first time. So, plus maybe because it's about the, you know the magic of going to the movie theater. Maybe it's something that needs to be watched in a theater, anyways. Yes, yes, I, I, I totally agree. And you know, and I, it was it was on one time here in Los Angeles at the Arrow, but I didn't go. But I, I'm always like tempted, like, you know, every other year I'm tempted again, but I haven't watched it since. Yeah, but still, it's like it, it stays with me as an as a, as a amazing experience. What was the last book you read? I'm currently still reading, but it's the most recent thing, uh, A Ride of a Lifetime. It's a book by Bob Iger. Bob, Bob Iger was the CEO of Disney uh, for a long time. And it's really interesting because, you know, there's such a such a big overlap between The bigger the project gets, the more managerial your tasks become. Also, as a director, on projects like Biohackers or something like that, I'm also like a showrunner and 
uh, executive producer and stuff like that. And obviously I try to focus on the creative because that's where the fun is, at least for me. But it's also, it's just like a, a big managerial task also. How do we put the creative into act, in actionable timelines and Excel sheets and stuff like that? And, and so how do we do that without losing uh, the creative side as as the overriding uh, principle and and what what it's really about and i i do think you know obviously bob Iger as a ceo of disney was like standing on the other side of that same equation but also for him you know it was it was a lot about okay he manages this big company but at the same time it's it's a creative endeavor he's on and and the decisions also need to be like uh, ultimately about storytelling and what is like relevant like that so it's a very interesting read Do you have a favorite hero or heroine from literature? I have to say that I read a lot, you know, as a kid, but my heroes were always in the movies. Mm -hmm. I would say when I watched Back to the Future, I started skateboarding, stuff like that. So I think, you know, so somebody like Marty McFly is a bigger, was a bigger hero to me than any any character I know from literature, I, I have to admit. That will be my pick, Marty McFly. Here we go. Fair enough. What is the next German TV series or film that you can't wait to watch? I'm really interested in, in Cleo, which just came out a few days ago on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very curious to watch this. And I'm really, you know, what I'm really excited for is my friends Cyril Boss and Philip Stannard. They're doing Hagen von Tronje. That sounds like a Big and also very interesting undertaking. So I'm very curious to um, to see that when it comes out. Definitely. And aren't they doing a movie and a TV series at the same time, sort of, I think? They do. They do. Uh, which is also, you know, a beast in itself. So I'm very curious from an artistic perspective and also, you know, because I think the story is fascinating. And so, yeah, uh, I can't wait for that. Which German upcoming or already established talent would you recommend for our listeners to watch out for? When I did Biohackers uh, two years ago and we did castings for that, I was blown away with the level of talent that just walked in the door, like new fresh faces nobody has ever seen before that walked into the door for our casting. And I feel there's a, a wave uh, of people and, uh, you know, um, actors and actresses who are very exciting Obviously, the people I was most excited for at that point in time, I cast in my show. I do think they have all like stellar careers ahead of them because they're every one of them is just so such a good actor and so fascinating to watch. And um, so I'm very excited for them personally, artistically and also personally, because they have also happen to be really nice, nice people. But overall, I'm just excited for this new generation that just starts working. That's it. Like not one person, like a group of people, basically. <laughs> Now we're getting a little bit personal. Go for it. What do you like most about yourself? I think what's handy is that I, since ever, so, you know, I think I, I got that from my dad and also my mom, but you know, both of them, I can, I can stay pretty relaxed under pressure. So, you know, in other interviews, always like, oh, what about the pressure of doing this and that film and that and that budget or whatever? And I'm, I'm always like, and that's an honest answer. I don't feel pressured by that. I enjoy it, you know, I, I, I'm not saying I'm enjoying pressure, but, but I don't feel it that way. And, and the side effect of that is that I don't pass pressure on to anybody, like to crew or to you know, actors or whatever. I think I, I, even if we are in objectively stressful situations and time is running out and you know, all stuff like that. 
I feel like, and you know, maybe you get somebody of my actors on and they say, this is all bullshit, but I, I think I stay relaxed no matter the circumstance and keep up like a fruitful working environment. So yeah. And I, I, over the years, I come to learn that this is not always the case. So I, I think that's a quality where I'm like, okay, you know, I can get behind that. I think a lot of people can get behind that. <laughs> Which brings us to what do you dislike about yourself? You know that I'm always on in a way and on related to work. And thing is, it's like sometimes when we go on a holiday, you know, for example, and I objectively don't have any deadlines and don't have any tasks I need to complete and whatever. I just have like two weeks off. Oftentimes, like after three or four days, I get itchy again because you know i can't hide that i'm 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 not a good liar in that way and that sometimes upsets people around me and that's not great and i know it so i need to work on me in that regard a little bit also i'm sure there's other dislikable things uh but i try to not look at them <laughs> i guess no i i i try to in general uh, you know be not just about myself but in general about my projects and life i, I try to look at the bright sides that is definitely a good plan What is the last thing you regret and why? It doesn't have to be a big thing. This sounds like a cliche line, but I don't really have regrets. You know, obviously I, I made some, you know, not great choices. Ultimately, they always led to something else that then ultimately came out of it. So I wouldn't, if I could go back in time, I still wouldn't change it. You, you know what I mean? So We'll, we'll take the no regrets. That's perfectly all right. <laughs> What random thing makes you happy? I can tell you a very specific answer to that because for a few days I've had like a Dolly account, like the, uh, you know, the artificial intelligence that generates pictures out of prompts that you enter. It's fascinating and scary. And so maybe that's a vice addictive <laughs> at the same time. Because I think it's just so insane that you can, or this thing can visualize anything that you type in. And oftentimes, it's really good. I mean, you know, sometimes it's bad, obviously. But the, the ratio of, you know, some really fascinating and interesting pictures coming out of that is mind-boggling. Actually, you know, I'm editing right now. And when I'm sitting on in the editing room and then the editor goes to, you know, address a note or whatever, and I, you always have these two minute gaps. So it, it's not enough to make a phone call. It's, you know, maybe enough to write a text and read an email, but not really reply. So what I, I do right now is like daily is I go on Dolly and I come up with pictures. It's what I'm most fascinated with right now. That's what it is. It gives you joy. Do you have a life motto or a motto in general? No, I don't think so. No, I don't have I don't have like a headline or something like that. Okay. Fair enough. We're already at the last question. Who would play you in a film or series about your life? <laughs> <laughs> I tend not to look at myself from an outside perspective like that. However, my son who's 10 right now, so if I made a film about my childhood, then I have no idea if my son can act, but um, he, he looks like a spitting image of me. So I think he would be very, very far ahead in the casting call, you know. Very good. We'll take that. And that was it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Christian. Oh, thanks for having me. This was great fun. 
Short Take is produced by German Films, the national information and advisory center for the promotion of German films worldwide. To find out more about our guests, check out the links in our show notes. To stay up to date with our episodes, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Mm-hmm.